Okay, I know I said it wasn't going to be, was it possibly is not going to be recording a podcast. And this one's not going to be terribly long, but there's no politics. And I'm telling you, it has been so nice without. Let's go, Brandon. I agree. Yeah, let's go, Brandon. Heard this right here. What a stupid son of a bitch. Or this one here. I got them $1.9 trillion relief so far. However, to be all fair, there is some things that President Biden has said that I completely agree with him on, such as this right here. I'm not confident of anything. See, he said it. I agree with him. I'm not confident that he's confident. So anyway, that's what it is. So today, today what we're going to go over there is no politics. We're going to go over some history of Bartlesville. And uh, I'm going to talk about the Bartlesville Monthly Magazine. If you haven't seen it, you need to go find it. It is definitely worth reading. Um, Of course, it's springtime. So there's a few things we need to pay attention to there. And I have a new segment about serial killers. Now, the serial killer segment, we could easily get into outlaws, and we can do some history of some different outlaws and mountain men and, you know, Lewis and Clark and when they came through this, if you're interested in that. So, remember, be sure to hit me up, sslcbville at yahoo.com, and let me know kind of where you want to go. It's been nice without the politics, and I'll keep doing the politics if that's what you want to hear. But with the new job and everything, it's been, there's a huge amount of stuff that I don't know that I've been learning. And I have been wrapped up like crazy. But to let you know, yes, I am working as an aide, a patient care technician at the Jane Phillips Hospital. And I, quite frankly, I love it. It is totally worth doing. I wish I'd have done this years ago. So without further ado, let's get started. Five, four, three, two. One. Welcome to the Oklahoma Prepper. Okay, now that we've gotten through the intro there, I got a short notice for you. The ebook is now available. It is up on Amazon. I'm not sure if it's in other locations such as Google. I still have to go look. I just found it on Amazon. So the Amazon page, you can buy the paperback or the ebook portion, uh, ebook version of my book. The paperback is listed at twelve dollars and ninety-five cents. The Kindle version is listed at six ninety-five, and this will put you a version of the pocket on your phone, on your device, so that you do not have to carry your paperback book around if you don't want to. Definitely worth the investment. So thank you. Please, please go out and check that book out. I can't sign that book, so if you want a signed copy of the book, you're going to have to buy the paper one and then get in touch with me, and I'll be glad to sign it for you at no fee at all. I'm not going to charge you at all for that. That's that's completely free as a thank you for th- supporting supporting my book. So go check out that ebook. Yeah, USA. That is the chant that we have heard for years and years and years. And you know what? I love to hear it. I love to hear it when I was a kid. I love to hear it as an adult. I don't know about you, but I love this country. I love this country. I love my state. I love my community. That's part of the reason I went to work for the hospital as a nurse's aide. And I'm working towards furthering my education. I am going to be looking to try to get my nurse's license. Now, whether I be a registered nurse or a LPN, 
I'm not 100% certain yet. I'm working towards that goal. But here locally, <clears throat> who founded this town? Well, as far as the money-wise goes, it was Frank Phillips. <laughs> Frank Phillips and Boots Adams built this town. That's a fact. We would not have anything if it was not for them. They're the ones that put the money up for just about everything. But they didn't start it. They, they did not start it by any means. Now, Frank Phillips, of course, his ranch is Wool Rock. And we can go out there and we can tour his ranch in the old home place and everything like that. Yes, and that's some really cool history. And there's the Frank Phillips Museum right downtown. But another little gem that we have that most people pass by and never even realize is the Bartlesville History Museum. Now, the History Museum does something else, too. They got a free monthly publication called the Bartlesville Monthly. Okay? And this month, they had three really good articles. And I'm going to briefly go over two of them. But the third one there is one that you really need to read. It's a lengthy article, and it's all about the Civil War. And, in fact, the two I'm going to go over, one is a, what happened after the Civil War, and the other one is how Mr. Bartles helped form this town. So, who, who was Jacob Bartles? There is going to be a link in the show notes on this, so you can look up his biography. And you should, you should read that. He was an interesting character. He moved here from North Carolina, served in the Union Army out of the state of Kansas, moved here to Indian Territory, set up a convenience store, and became the postmaster. I guess I'll hit that one first since I'm talking about it. He built the first post office here in Bartlesville and called it Bartlesville. He was appointed Bartlesville. Appointed, he was appointed Bartlesville. He was appointed the postmaster of Bartlesville on May 8, 1879, at the Turkey Creek Trading Post. Now, obviously, the building isn't there anymore. The post office has since gone away, and new post office is built. It's downtown Bartlesville. Then we have the secondary auxiliary post office over by the Walmart store. But the original location is behind the Madison Village Apartments behind Coney Island and KFC. It's right over there by the Dollar General. Okay? And there's a there's 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 a monument back there and they're putting up a new monument on May the 9th, I believe is what it May 8th. I'm sorry, May the 8th. They're putting up a new monument at 3 p.m. So by the time this comes out, that ceremony will be going on. But there's a there's an interesting write up about the first Barsville post office in the Barsville Monthly magazine. Also, most people don't realize this, but Jacob Bartles established not just the town of Bartlesville. He also helped to establish the town of Dewey. And the Dewey Roundup Club, that's the cowboy group that gets together and has the annual event, the annual rodeo. But where did that come from? Well, as it turns out, after the Civil War was over, there was, of course, a time of reconciliation where the blue and the grays came together and all differences aside, the war was over. It was a done deal. They fought it out. It was done. It was like brothers. Okay. You put two brothers out in the yard, let them duke it out. Boom. It's done. And they're brothers again. It was the same thing right after the civil war. Okay. For the most part, minus the democratic party who formed the Ku Klux Klan and then wrote all those laws of segregation. And Eric gives it. The Democrats are just evil. Okay, you don't have to believe me. Go back and look through history. 
I'm just calling it like it is. Does that make me mean? Fine, I'm mean. I just say it the way it actually is. <clears throat> it was the Republicans who fought those laws. It was the Democrats who fought. It was the Republicans who fought against those laws. It was the Democrats who fought for them. I'm sorry. So Jacob Bartles would put on an annual celebrations, and he hosted the camps for the Union soldiers, which later incorporated Confederate soldiers, and then absorbed into the 4th of July festivities and everything else. Now, Jacob Bartles had done really good for himself, and he was, he was a fairly wealthy man. And he would, he would not just host these events, he paid for them. He paid for the food. He paid for the, the tents. He borrowed tents from the Army so he could put up so they could have places to get in to eat, lodging, everything you needed. He's the one that took care of that. And a lot of these events were held right there at where around that area of Johnstone Park. So that's where all that come from. And the last one that he worked on, he didn't get to attend because his health was failing, was actually held in Dewey at the Dewey City Park, which is right across the street from the Dewey Hotel. Now, the Dewey Hotel is now a historical marker. And you can go up there and you can tour the facility. I don't know when it's open. You'd have to double check on that. But right across the street at the Dewey Park is where the last one was held. And his son, Joe, and his wife were able to pose for the only known photo of them and the old Civil War veterans that were in attendance that day. So, interesting fun facts there. But... The Bartlesville History Museum has a lot of this history. And they got some interesting books that you, obviously they're for sale. They, don't, they can't give everything away. But they do have a monthly magazine, the Bartlesville Monthly Magazine. And if you don't get this magazine, you can find it all over the place. I get mine at the hospital, but I know they've got them over at like Murphy's and there's a few other places here in town. The Bartlesville Chamber of Commerce has them as well. But these magazines are worth getting, and they cover a lot of local history stuff that's really cool. So if you get a chance to pick up the Bartlesville Monthly for May 2022, the cover shows an American flag, and it says right on it, Civil War, A Nation Divided. And it's got at least three really good articles that I think you should read. Um, definitely worth the time. They're not super long. It won't take you two or three weeks to get through them. You know, it's just a little short 100-page magazine or something like that. It's got a lot of ads in it, too. Oh, I take that back. It's not 100 pages. It's 75 pages. So it's actually a neat little magazine. It's about the same size every month. And they've, they've got a lot of really good articles in these things. Definitely worth picking up and reading. And if you haven't been to the Bartlesville History Museum, or the uh, Philip 66 Museum. Those are two museums that are definitely worth going to. And if you can afford to get into Wool Rock, it's definitely worth visiting. they got a lot of really neat sites out there. But Jacob Bartles is the namesake of our town. And Frank Phillips is the man who built it. And these two, these two are the ones who got the whole ball rolling. So, like I said, if you get a chance... Go down to the Barsville History Museum and check them out. They got a lot of really neat stuff. Well, we're here. It's springtime. And we've talked about flood safety already. 
and things that you need to be concerned about, like not driving, not driving into water, not trying to cross streams when the water's up, et cetera, et cetera. We, we've already gone that. Okay, I'm not going to rehash what's already been hashed out. Um, but we're in that season now. We're getting a lot of rain. You know, streets are getting flooded out. Just be careful and keep in mind that when your motor is hot and you're splashing through that water and it's it's still cold rain, you know, you could always take a chance on cracking an engine block or something like that. So be prepared. Things you need to keep in your car. Well, you should have you you should have your get home bag. Okay. But this time of year, you don't necessarily need the heavy winter coat or the heavy winter boots. What you do need, okay, is a rain jacket. Some kind of a hat to keep the water off your head and maybe a walking stick if you got a snake or debris in front of you you need to get it out of the way because it is possible to become stranded so just be careful city drains and everything in the bartersville area have gotten better over the years they're a lot better now than when i was a kid that's for darn tootin sure but if you get out on those county roads you know it's still possible for those ditches to flood back up and cross roads and and you may wind up having to double back and you may or may not be able to get your car turned around or your car may break down. So you, you need to be prepared. Um, always make sure you get fresh snacks in your car. Protein bars is a good one. It doesn't necessarily go bad. You can eat it while you're walking. It's no big deal. You need to keep those calories up while you're burning calories moving down the road. Also, that's another thing, exercise. Exercise is super, super important, okay? Don't forget to get out and get your daily exercise. Get out at least walking around. I'm not saying go to the gym, pump up steroids, look like Arnold Schwarzenegger at the end of the week, but at least keep your health up where you can walk two or three miles without killing yourself and have good, comfortable shoes and good rain gear just in case you need it. You can't. It doesn't take up much room, and as compact as things are these days, you know, you can almost just keep that stuff in your pocket, but definitely don't forget that stuff, okay, because it is that time of year. Now, here in a few weeks, maybe a month, the rain's going to go away, and it's going to be too hot, as far as most people are concerned. We'll be up in the 90s and then creeping up on 110s. So you're not necessarily going to need the raincoat at that point, but you are still going to need the good brim hat to keep the shade on you. So keep all those things in mind as you're out driving around and doing things. And always make sure if you have that professional job and you have those nice shoes that you wear to work, keep something comfortable. Keep it underneath the back seat of your truck. Put it in the trunk of your car. Whatever you got to do. Just, you know, it's... Go go get you a cheap pair of shoes that you're only going to wear one time. Who cares, okay? They're 10 bucks. Seriously, $10 shoes, but it ain't going to hurt them to get wet. It ain't going to hurt them to get slop on them. You can toss them in the trash. You don't have to worry about washing them. And it's a $10 investment that could save your life. And be very careful walking and getting through water. Just in, 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 all, in all reality, don't do it. Okay, but again, I'm not going to rehash that. We've already gone over it. So just be careful out there. It is that time of year. The thing I'm thinking about working on is uh, how to survive a serial killer. However, I don't know. 
I don't know that there's a good way to actually survive a serial killer. Serial killers, by nature, are people who blend in with everybody around you. They strike at, at, most people would say, random times. But once you get to know a serial killer after everything is said, done, and over with, you can see a pattern to their movements, which is true with everything. There is nothing random in the universe. Random is just a word. It doesn't actually mean anything, not in the true nature of things. And even things that appear to be random, given enough time or looking at them through a physics level, you'll actually start to see patterns. So one thing I started looking at was Oklahoma serial killers. So here's the first one. And y'all, I would love the feedback. I'd love to know what you think, okay? So this is the first time I've done anything like this. So the first serial killer we're going to talk about is Roger Dell Stafford. He was born November 4th, 1951 and died July 1st, 1995 by lethal injection at the Oklahoma State Penitentiary. He had nine counts of first degree murder. That's what he was convicted of. They say he had anywhere from nine to 34 victims. On January 12, 1974, he shot and killed Jimmy Earl Berry, a 21-year-old student at the University of Alabama. He was an assistant manager at McDonald's in Muscle Shoals, Alabama. The store was robbed of $1,390. Now, in 1974, yeah, it was a pretty big piece of money, okay, but it's still not a lot. This man died over 1400 bucks. That's a horrible waste of life. On June 22, 1978, Stafford, along with his wife, Verna, and his brother, Harold, flagged down the Lorenz family on I-35 near their town of Purcell, Oklahoma. The Staffords robbed the entire family, Melvin and his wife, robbed the family, and then murdered all of them, their wife and their 12-year-old son. It was three weeks later he murdered six employees at the Sirloin Stockade, in Oklahoma City during a robbery. This guy, he's just hes just stupid. Six days after the Oklahoma City murder, his brother Harold was killed in a motorcycle accident in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Police traced a woman who came to visit Harold at the funeral home to Chicago, Illinois. The woman turned out to be Verna Stafford. It was from there that the authorities were able to apprehend Roger as well. On October 17, 1979, Roger was convicted of all nine murders in Oklahoma and sentenced to death, which was carried out by lethal lethal injection on July 1, 1995. During his trial, his wife, Verna, testified against him. She later divorced him after his conviction. Verna was sentenced to two life life prison sentences for her part in the Oklahoma murders. She got off pretty easy okay it was kind of sad she should have been killed as well right along with her husband she assisted in those murders if nothing else she she condoned it didn't stop it you know what i mean but whatever that's the way it is but if you're interested in learning more about oklahoma serial killers and Oklahoma outlaws and things of that nature, let me know. SSLLCBville at yahoo.com. Or if you're interested, in, if you're from another part of the country and you're interested in finding out about serial killers and outlaws from wherever you're at, 
drop me a line, let me know, and we'll look at it together. Thank you for tuning in, downloading, however you choose to listen to this. It's available on several different podcasts. Don't forget my book is still out there. It makes a great gift for everybody. And then we're coming up in summer. Everybody's going to be out hunting. They're going to be out fishing. They're going to need the gear that's listed in that book for the different activities, as well as hiking. There's there's a lot of things in there that pertain to everyday life, not just survival needs. And as things people don't always think about. It's still available on Amazon. So thank you for tuning in. And I look forward to being back in two weeks. And again, let me know what you like, what you don't like. I look forward to that feedback. I truly, truly do. And I thank each and every one of you for listening. I am Matthew Sheets, and I'm signing out this time around. And your Oklahoma Prepper will be back in two weeks. Thank you.